New, 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 new pod world order. Go fools. Welcome to Sticking with Stucky. This is Tim Stucky. I don't have my co-host here today. Chris wouldn't know who you are anyway. He's 28. So when when I was 15, listening to you guys, DFL, Dead Fucking Last, with Tony, Monty, and Tom, it was a big experience for me because I was a skate kid. I'd been skating since 89. I got in, I was, you know, bad brains, loved them, loved suicidal tendencies, loved Black Flag, loved all those old punk bands. Big in the independent hip hop and stuff like that too, but you guys really called out to me the most because I knew you were coming from the street just like I was out there skating. And, and for me to find you in a little bitty city of Lufkin, Texas, is I, I think is amazing and I think you guys were before your time for sure so here oh, we have Monty from DFL he's a vocalist and guitarist I'm thinking to myself now like man what an, what an experience it is to finally get to speak to you because after Grateful you guys kind of just disappeared I didn't know what happened to you yeah we well the band the band kind of broke up um we Tom Tom quit the band and and uh the band that pretty much broke up for for gosh like 17 years <laughs> I'm kind of glad you're back, though, dude. I'm I'm so glad you guys are back. Cause when I saw that reissue come out, I was like, man, this was 20 years ago. I remember I was rocking like Saul Barbier, Etnies, and and, uh, and just jamming to you guys while I was out there on the street. And uh, I bought the reissue, and I, I showed my daughter, but I'd already had the CDs still, but I'd lost my original one from Grand Roll. Which I wanted to tell you, uh, you know, I'm really sorry for the loss of, of Ad Rock. That, that probably he is DFL history with you guys. And oh, you mean um, Adam Yelk? Yeah. Absolutely not Ad Rock. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, Adam. Which yeah, I knew it was one of them. I kind of get mixed yeah. up. But yeah, man, I, I'm really sorry for that loss to you guys. Yeah. 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 Totally. Well, yeah, I got some old pictures today. Yeah, it's just it's. Well, didn't. Grateful just to have every day alive. 
Oh yeah, true that, dude. True that, totally. But uh, I kind of wanted to get into how did y'all form DFL? Yeah. And uh, 
we recorded them, and then and then I was in school, so I went I went away to, to England. I was um, on a project, and and my wife like sent me a letter, and she said, "Hey, the Beastie Boys re- recorded them. You released a, a record," and um, and she was like, "Brett Gerwitz wants to sign you guys," and I was like, "Like, oh, that's cool. You know, I think we'll stick with Grand Royal." And, yeah. And, um, yeah, so that just one thing led to another. Yeah, I always I always wondered that, that, you know, Grand Royal was a prominently, you know, hip-hop label. Yeah, but and, the Beastie Boys got their start. Yeah, them, yeah like Beastie hardcore. Boys were, were hardcore from the start, and then they, they jumped into the, the hip-hop era with that Crush Groove stuff. Yeah. But they they got their they got their start and then if you know if you listen on um, you know Grand Royal I mean on um, Checkerhead and some of the other records from that time they they play hardcore songs too oh yeah like sabotage and yeah you know um, uh, heart attack man yeah it's just amazing it's just amazing to me that you it's just like it was like everyday thing like you could walk over there and see Mike D and talk to him and then just go back to your house. Yeah, yeah, they were around. They were definitely It just seems like that, I, you know, you know, they're just people, because I've been to a lot of comic cons and stuff. Everybody's just people. Yep. But yeah, you always hold, just... you kind of hold your heroes to a higher standard. Yeah. Sometimes. I mean, you know, they, they just became very, very successful. Yeah. You know? and, they're, and they're very talented. They're very talented people, you know. You got handed to them, you know. They yeah. wrote some really, really amazing music, and, and at that time, in the early, late '80s, especially the early '90s, when they did "License to Ill" mm-hmm. and uh, "Check Your Head," those are two just uh, spectacular records. Yeah, you know, I mean, they were just at the height of their, their creative power. You know, I mean, and, and, and I just got handed to them. They were they just did some really amazing back then and they were just they were touring and it was just Adam Ioni were just like the, the king and the queen back then <laughs> 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 crown, crown prince and, and princess and, you know just you know, they were just they were just the top of the game and they were just awesome people so it was, it was a good time hell yeah man I really like that that's, that's fantastic see I'm I know I'm just I do this for fun it's it's not a passion, but it's something that gets me stress relief out. Everything besides going skating or or, or spending time with my family. I got three daughters, and it's going to be horrible when I get older. I got to pay for three weddings, you know. So the big thing, to, <laughs> yeah, because I do. I work at the post office. <laughs> I went from I tell you, man, I went from skateboarder for like. I skated from 89 to 2006, and then I quit skateboarding for like 10 years, and when I was 30, I had like a midlife crisis and said, you know, I'm tired of like stocking shelves, I need to help people, so I went into law enforcement, and that was a police officer for five, and oh, yeah. yeah, now I'm just done with that, I was like, I'm done with, I'm done with being a cop, it's just too much, people hate me, and I remember all these songs about how I didn't like police and I was like now I'm one of them and I'm like trying to walk their line <laughs> it was it was really horrible and then so I left that and now I'm now, I'm in, now I work for the post office <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's such a weird thing so That's this 
yeah, this is like a release for me. Get good benefits and stuff, right? Yeah, I, I suppose. I guess it's the U.S. government, right? Yeah. But with with you moving from Grand Rule to Epitaph, like I, I have a really good friend. His name's Forrest. He 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 made like ambient electronic music at one moment and was signed with a a label over in Germany. I think Warp Records or something. Well, anyway, he he didn't like actually promote himself well, so he got dropped off the label. But with you guys moving to Epitaph, he would always talk about this one song that he loved. It was Thought Control, and it was on the Punkorama 2 sam- uh, yeah. sampler. But that never hit any of the, uh, like, Proud to Be or Grateful or the tape show. That was just a single you put on that record, right? Yep. Yeah, we recorded it just for that record. And, but my, this is why I loved you guys so much. You reminded me of, like, the Bad Brains, except without the dub reggae. It was more like acid rock, the way you would switch and use the reverb. And uh, there was one track I loved where I don't know who was skating in it, but you could hear, like, the tail slaps oh, riding yeah, the ring. Yeah, like, that yeah, was, like, my favorite, do. yeah. That was, uh... that was my favorite track of you guys for the longest because I could just sit there and it was like that yeah it was what's the difference in, yeah. uh, in Proud to Be and that's actually skating on um, we were actually skating on the ramp at the uh, the Beastie Boys at their studio and um, we recorded that record at the at, uh, most of that record at least at uh, G-Sun at the uh, Beastie Boys had a studio in Atwater here in LA, right around the corner from where I live, and uh, the Beastie Boys had a uh, actually had this big, this, it was like an upstairs studio, but they had this, this great control room with this old twenty four tracks, um, uh, um, twenty four track tape player, you know, that to record, and um, and then they built this stage, and they had this big giant auditorium with a stage and a basketball, like a hardwood floor and a basketball. And then also they had they had a little mini ramp, like probably like a four foot, five foot mini ramp right in front of the stage. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, you know what it reminds it kinda reminds me of like if, if Prince was punk rock. Cause Prince had his whole place like uh, yeah, Paisley Park. <laughs> yeah, that Paisley Park yeah. everywhere in the thing was like ready for sound like he could record in the bathroom if he felt so <laughs> yeah well and so that was the um we recorded um like you know and, and tom skates and i skate and uh, and tony Converse skates i don't think um tom barton didn't skate and uh and, and uh adam horvitz didn't skate but i grew up skating and yeah so that's where i met that I, I met um i met tom davis actually skating we we were like on the bus riding out to a skate park we were like like uh, teenagers like 13, 14, 15 years old that's when I met him so, uh, so yeah yeah we both skated so so I, we thought it would be fun to like like record like ourselves skating on the on the ramp at the BC studio and add that into a track <laughs> man I tell, I tell you what that 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 track hit me the most because you know I was out there riding all the time like I was like, I would think about, man, this would be, like, perfect for a video part. 
I, I never I never thought about ever being an amateur or pro or anything. I just I just thought it would be cool to put that in the video part just because of the skate sounds in it. But for you skating in LA what what was that like? I mean who who'd you follow? Like was it like Nottis Coppice and, and all those guys? Rodney Mullen? Me, you know, I I started skating when, gosh, you know, I I'm older, so I, you know, I'm I'm 52 now, so I I started skating in the, gosh, no, I, actually my first skateboard was like a Logan Erski. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> had a clay wheel, believe it or not. Um, but uh, I, I skated, I skated. Um, Pools. That's what I learned how to skate. Yeah. Was pools and, and, and transition. So I never really and I, so I skated um, like the early like you know um, with with Alva and Jay Adams and um, you know and like the like the whole Z Boy crowd in um, yeah at the at the uh, Marina Del Rey skate park. That's where I used to. That's where I like really came up skating in like the uh, late seventies. And, um, you know, with Steve Olson and, uh, Jerry Valdez and, like, a lot of those guys and, um, God, who else did I used to, did I used to really look up to, you know? Tommy Guerrero, and, uh, the Guns, or they came later. No, those guys, those guys came after, you know, yeah. came a lot after, and actually I met those guys at, through DFL because... I, I quit skating and then got into punk rock in 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 like eighty one and quit just just walked away from skating really yeah. and got really into punk rock and then unfortunately got really into drugs and became like a, a raging drug addict and just my whole life just just went to shit and and then um, and then sobered up in the late eighties thank God but. Um, I miss like all of that, you know that that yeah that part of that part of skating, and then um, and then when I got into DFL, you know, then then actually um, met you know um, at the Gons and met those people through DFL. You know um, they were they were around and, and met Paulo Diaz and met met all those cool people through DFL, but. I didn't learn how to do like any street skating because that wasn't like where I came up. You know, I came up skating, um, skating transitions. But what I did like is like, and, I, and then once I got back into DFL, I actually did get into um, uh, into into uh, skating mini ramps again. And yeah. Really skated, started skating in DFL again, and started skating around my late thirties until I was about forty-five, almost almost 50 until my ankles gave out and uh you know and um and hooked up with Eric Dressen you know he's still skating yeah. I would see him and he he would give me he, he would give me decks and I still see Tony Alva around all the time you know and I'm friends with him and, he's just uh, didn't he just start putting out uh decks again lately yeah I know he's, he's totally active you know he skates for vans and he's, yeah. he's real active I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it anymore either, man. Like, I bought two new boards, and I really don't know if I want to get back into it. I don't want to. If I fall now, it feel I might be a week out. Oh yeah, yeah. I I I uh, 
I, I like tried skating like five years ago and I and I fell and I was just like whoa this is so different <laughs> <laughs> I'm you know really I'm happy just to get out there and push down the road and I might yeah, do yeah I might you know but do I'm some always, manuals or I, something once I start skating I I, I just I want to start doing all the stuff I always do yeah because I have a hard time regulating you know what I mean you know what so it I, is I, I just it's muscle memory. Like, like your mind yeah. knows the muscle memory. Your mind knows, like, if I do this front side air, it knows how to do it, but your body's not going to be able to do that. No, no. I like, know. I know. I just, I, just, I just put my, put my board away. <laughs> I, mean, I have the garage. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know I can definitely do a 360 flip in my head, but I don't know if my, my feet are going to be able to flick it. Yeah, and like you said, it's like, Falling and recovering from those types of tricks nowadays when I'm older is just, it, it, I mean, it just, it hurt. It jarred me so bad. I was just like shocked to truth. Yeah, because like, if you, this is crazy. if you, like, I had a friend, like, he skated too, and he went out to go play golf. And I think he'd skated like two days prior. He goes to play golf, bends down to get his ball, and herniates both of his discs. So it's just, oh. you know, it's just a little yeah, bit of touch. Yeah, still skates and, and dressing still skates, but, you know, I guess those guys, they got to really push it because that's, you know, that's their livelihood is yeah. skating. So they, 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 maybe their bodies are just different, I don't know, than mine, but I don't know. You know, I'll stick <laughs> with, you know, playing guitar and, um, yeah. you know. I got a bike, you know, I do, I ride my bike now, and I, um, you know, here in California, we're lucky that, that we've got some mountains near us, so I snowboard yeah. still, and um, do that, and I'd love to still skateboard, I'd love to jump on a mini ramp and go mess around. Oh, yeah, man, I'd, that, I'd be so stoked to be able to do that. I can do, I, just go, I can do mini ramp, because it's not as much a, a detrimental to my body as going and skating street. Yeah, no, I'd love to go and just go and you know, hit some kickflips and do yeah. some, you know, just do some, some axle stalls and stuff like that. But even then, I just start, you know, next thing you know. <laughs> then you're like, I want to do. I got to do that trick. You know, <laughs> next thing you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at the bottom of the mini ramp on my back, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would totally happen to me, too, so don't worry. I do have a question for you. What is it? Okay. What is it like now that you know you did the twenty-year re- release of uh, "Proud to Be"? It, what's the following now from the people? Like your show-wise, uh, you know, it's, it's 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 good. You know, we've got we got we've got guys like you and 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 and, and, and gals like you know that have been that that that, that were with us back in the nineties that are stoked that we're back. You know, um, people that are that were, you know, fans of, of Proud to Be and, and Grateful and of My Crazy Life that are just stoked that we're, we're back. And um, um, and then and, and then we've got, you know, and, and then we've got fans that are just totally um, uh, brand new, you know, that are like, you know, we've been gone like, you know, 17, 18 years, yeah. but that are, that are 17 or 18 years old that are, that are um, into uh, DSL now. So it's it's a it's a mixed bag. It, it's old, you know, older guys and gals, you know, or middle aged guys and gals, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, 
and um, and then and then young kids too, you know, that are into um, into uh, into DFL. So it's, yeah, it's, it's it's really refreshing, you know. There's kind of a uh, uh, you know, it's not just the, the the old fan base that we have, but it's it's both. And the one thing I like is that you know that punk rock is is really I you know I when Tom Tom actually came and found me and. Uh, you know, I really thought DFL, you know, after after 17 years, really after about five years, I figured, like, okay, you know, DFL is probably not going to get back together. So yeah. I was, you know, I was cool with that. I moved on with my life, whatever. Um, but, you know, after, at 17 years, I, you know, I definitely moved on with my life. <laughs> yeah. Of course. And, um, and, uh, and, and Tom, Tom just hit me up, um, out of the blue and just was like hey do you want to do you want to um, start playing with DFL again and not like you know hey do you want to go on a big tour do you yeah. want to you know play these just do you want to get together and just just jam and whatever and I was just at a, at a good point in my life like I said you know I, at, when we first started talking I, I had a, a young son in the early mm-hmm. early 90s you know he's grown up and out of the house and I had another son he was growing up and out of the house and I was at a good point where I was like, yeah, you know, I'd like to play some music and, and, you know, I, and I still have my electric guitar from DFL days and I still, I can still get my amp and my guitar because I, you know, I really value those things and, yeah. um, and, uh, you know, we have Tony and, and, uh, you know, and, uh, Barta weren't around, but, uh, but we found another bass player and drummer and it was fun. And so, um, you know, we, we, we've been, We've been playing, and and uh, and and the one thing that I found is is uh, you know even though I you know I've been gone for you know almost two decades, but but punk rock is is you know worldwide is is, is bigger than ever. Oh yeah. And that's to me that's just really really awesome. You know it's it's um, you know epitaph has changed and yeah. But, uh, I'm uh, I'm but, glad they but, gave you. Know, I'm glad they gave you a 20-year reissue, though. Yeah, that was, that was really, really awesome of Brett. You know, Brett's a good guy, and uh, he's, he's always been, been a friend, and he's always been supportive of, of a DFL, and, uh, and, when, and that was very, very generous of Brett to do that. You know, he, he doesn't, he, trust me, he doesn't, he doesn't do that for all, all his bands. Yeah. There, there are plenty of alumni bands that, that um, hit him up, to, to do 20th anniversary and anniversary mm-hmm. records and he says no to, to most of them and so uh, I don't I don't take that for granted that he said yes to us um, and uh, was willing to do that for us so that that you know I really I really value that and really value him as a friend so yeah you guys definitely you guys definitely deserved it in my eyes yeah thank you that was very cool of him you know um and um, uh, you know, and, and so you know, it's, it's, it's been it's, it's been really cool to be playing again. I really enjoy. I mean, I really didn't think I'd be playing playing punk rock again in my fifties, but uh, I really, I really dig it. It's really fun. You know, sent off your stuff in the mail yesterday, so you should oh, be getting it. Oh yeah, man! I can't <laughs> wait. This is, oh, I cannot wait because I remember I had the I had the original green one with the white face. Yeah. I loved that, and I nice. loved. I had the uh, the LP with with Hurricane on one side, and then My Crazy Life on the oh, other. 
I had that LP. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved it because I was like, man, I'm getting to listen to hardcore. I can flip it over and I can listen to hip-hop now. So, nice. yeah, man, it's so... Are you going to do the original insert and everything? Uh, I think we're just, it's going to be probably just, just the cassette itself, and, but I think I'm gonna re, we're going to remaster it yeah. and uh, put it out on just, just the cassette, um, not, the, not, not, the, not the grateful record or, right. uh, or a CD, just the cassette itself. Yeah, because I loved... Like I told you over Facebook, I was like, man, I love the insert because it said tell the skaters in prison and had those nugs. Oh, yeah, they'll, <laughs> yeah. they'll have that for sure. Yeah, yeah that's... It'll definitely have that. They'll have, it'll definitely have the, the original artwork. Yeah, yeah that was hilarious. See, I love that. Yeah, that. I love that album because you took, like, uh, you took, like, horror movie, like a horror movie sample and stuck in there. There was a horror cassette sample and you stuck into the tape and the the 12 yeah. things of music like I, I I just thought it was really uh, experimental for punk rock at the time yeah yeah we put all sorts of stuff it was meant to sound like a like a like a like a you know like a cassette you'd make for like one of your friends you oh yeah like a like like when you sit in your yeah yeah but I don't think kids would understand that now because they they they're they're brought up on CDs kids don't understand when you'd sit in your room and be like okay I'm gonna try and put this track on this one and stop go stop go now now cassettes are that's another thing that mind-blowing that they're bringing cassettes back like vinyls back cassettes i mean what what else can they bring back eight track eight track exactly (laughs) 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 which surprised me i mean when i my actually my older son bella you know he was in a band and he was like i'm going down to to, to fullerton is where uh in orange county is where uh, burger records is he's like i'm going down to burger records to see if i can get them to take some interest in my my band and you know they do cassettes and I'm like what the fuck yeah but we're I'm I'm sitting there thinking in my mind like they don't have a cassette player in my car anymore like I run everything through auxiliary cords so how are they going to play a cassette in a car and do people even play cassettes or is it just a thing that you I mean I have I (laughs) have turntables and stuff but right now my turntables are in storage so I have like a five in one record player and it has like it has a cassette on the side but i mean when am i really going to use it yeah i don't know well maybe we use it when we release it. <laughs> yeah maybe i'll definitely it. grab they, your <laughs> they, they sell the tape show on uh on ebay i don't know i didn't even i don't even own a copy i had to i have a copy of the you know just an empty cassette yeah that's all i have right now and so i had to actually buy a copy on ebay for 40 bucks what so it's actually do this release, I had to like find a uh, sealed copy on eBay and buy it. <laughs> oh man! See, I found 
I, I go on Discogs, and you can find, like, all your albums on there, yeah. too. And they have, like, the seven inches for My Crazy Life and stuff like that. I'm like, man, yeah. I'm finally going to grab it one day when I... Because I lost so much between, you know, 1997 to now of yeah. my collection. Yeah. You know, like, tapes and everything else. Like, it's just really hard to try to get those things back. Yeah. But now it's no, point and click that. generation. Point and click. I just get it. Like, the, what I really don't like, what kids don't understand now, is the fact of what mail order was to us. Yeah. Like yeah, mail exactly. order sucks. You know, discogs and everything's available. Yeah. Under the sun there. Yeah, mail order was horrible back in the day. You would have to bake basically fill out either a, a cashier's check, money order. <laughs> And send it to the place and hope that they had your shoes or hope that they had the item that you you wanted. And then you still might not get it until like 10 weeks later. Exactly, like 10 weeks. I can't believe you had to buy your own album off of eBay. Yeah. It It probably makes you giggle a little bit every time you think about it too. I really it didn't even occur to me that I that you know that we would ever get a cult following. Try to do reissues or anything, you know. The idea we had like such a spotty. I mean, fortunately, I saved some things. You know, I do have something saved, but yeah, you know, not everything. So. That's kind of like man, but if you think about it, I mean, you guys kind of had a cult following in the '90s, so yeah. Yeah, it's, we never kind of broke through to the point, you know, because I think we broke up right before we were yeah. starting to kind of move up from, like, the cult following to kind of having a larger, broader following. Yeah. And, and, uh, so I think that that's, you know, I think if we would have stayed together probably, like, yeah. you know, do probably, like, the next five years, we probably would have when I heard that you guys broken up I was so sad I was like man I really wanted to see them in like Beaumont or Houston <laughs> like I wish it would come yeah, yeah I know a lot of people have come to see us and have said like I, you know I waited 20 years to see you like we just we played yeah. a show in, uh, in Phoenix and this one guy came and said you know I waited 20 years to see you <laughs> <laughs> well if you ever come to Beaumont I will definitely Beaumont Houston I'll be there, man, for sure. Dallas, it's, those are all, they're all relatively we're, close to me. We're taking it slow, but we are, we are, we're, you know, we're, we're, uh, you know, we're, we're playing shows, we're, we're ramping up, you know, and, and, um, you know, when we recorded a brand new song for um, punknews.org, has a mixtape that's supposed to come out, you know, one of these days, so we yeah. recorded a brand new song that sounds like just like our old stuff. Oh, that's good. The way your guys sound oh, yeah. was, it was so raw. That's what made it. Yeah. That's what made it like just pop to me was the rawness of it. Yeah. 
the the kind of acid trippy sound to it. Like I don't know yeah. if you meant to do that, but I, re I that's what I got from it was like an acid trippy sound. I've never heard anybody describe it that way, but um, but yeah, we, we we I always like to have like one song on on the record that was kind of long and slow and kind of um, always. I don't know if you ever do you ever listen to the band The Germs? They're like an LA old you know first generation punk band from, oh, from LA. Probably not. When I when I started getting into punk, it was like I I, I listened to Crass. And then I went to the Sex Pistols, and then I jumped. Those are all English bands. Yeah, and then I, and then I jumped to like Black Flag, and then okay, yeah. and then I okay, followed. Black Flag was, was around the time of the Germs. But yeah. The Germs, like on their first record, you should check out the Germs. They're an awesome band. You probably like them a lot. Um, Darby Crash, uh, right, helicopters flying overhead. <laughs> um, I have lots of helicopters here in LA. The uh, they, they had a song called, called Shut Down, and Shut Down was like a really long, slow, mm -hmm. freak-out song like that, and so I always like to put like a, kind of a long, slow, freak-out song on our on our, uh, our records. It's <laughs> 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 kind of a tribute to the Germs. The Germs was like one of the bands that like really inspired me. That's awesome, dude. I'd... Yeah, check out the Germs. You'll like them. They're oh, I'll check band. it out, definitely. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. How can how can my listeners find you? Oh, so all of our all of our hat all of our um, so we're on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook, and it's all of them are uh, at proud to be DFL. So just okay. um, that's our uh, that's our handle, I guess you'd say. Yeah. The, the, the social media world. Our handle is at proud to be DFL. So if you look if you look up at proud to be DFL. That's how you'll find us on any of those social media, as well as Snapchat. But we don't use Snapchat. Yeah, we who, who uses Snapchat? Too. <laughs> I just don't like Snapchat because it, it loads everything into your phone, all your contacts. Oh yeah. And then what if oh, it's somebody yeah. I don't want to look at, and it just pops up on me? Like I really don't want to see them. Well, why are they in my phone in the first yeah. place? It's just too many, too many things to manage. Yeah, so. man, I'm I'm having. I'm having such a time to do deal with that too. Like I, I got the Facebook page. I have the two different Twitters, one for the podcast yeah, and then too. one for myself. Yeah. And me I, too. it's just so hard for me to go through all that. Yeah, we have one for myself. One, I have two different Twitter accounts. One for the band. One for myself. And then I have two different Instagram. One for the band. One for myself. Yeah. So it's just that's enough. Yeah, maybe I need a. But see, I don't have the money to just hire somebody to do social media. I don't. I just I put it out there. If they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. <laughs> if you like it, listen to it. Yeah, man, I really enjoy it. I'm so. I'm I'm really enjoying you guys. I hope you do make a tour through Texas. I will be there. I hope that uh, that you. Do another. I hope you guys have 20 more years of DFL. I don't know if you want to do that. 
but I yeah, hope you no, have it. I think this time we're going to stick it out for, you know, we're old men. <laughs> you know, we'll be like, like Hawk Spear or something like that. Be a bunch of old farts playing. I always <laughs> wonder that, like, you know, okay, when I get older... <laughs> When I get older to like 70, am I going to be sitting there with Saul Barbier's shoes on? I'll be 70 years old, hardcore. I'll be sitting in a... I'll be the one guy in the nursing home with the fly kicks on and like a Detroit Red Wings hat on to the side. And it's like, oh, that's just my grandpa. Well, they're wearing like... Taking my grandchildren into the show. Yeah. Oh man, it's gonna be great! I can't wait to get older. <laughs> Cause I already embarrassed. I got a thirteen-year-old daughter. I embarrass her all the time. I don't know what I'm gonna do with her. Like, oh, we'll definitely do. Find DFL at Proud to Be DFL on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can also find me on Twitter, Instagram at Captain Marvel ninety-nine. You can go to facebook at sticking with stuck so thanks a lot Monty. we will join this great day i hope you have a good day eat well sleep well and just keep rocking man oh yeah uh this is monty with dfl and you're listening to sticking with stupid cool dude <laughs> <laughs> about to be dfl thank you Everybody peace man take care